everybody, and welcome to the University of North Dakota's College of Engineering and Mines podcast. My name is Becca May, and I'm here today with our co-host, Keegan Sari. Hello, everybody. My name is Keegan, and today we will be discussing what you should look into if you want to be an engineer and what you should think about before coming to college and deciding engineering is your major. Coming into college, not every student or not every individual is going to know what they want to be or what they're going to want to do. But... We're going to give you some tips and tricks on how to help you figure that out maybe before you come and just understand that if you still don't know after this episode, that's all right too. There's plenty of opportunity to learn and understand what it means to be an engineer and what kind of engineering is out there. Exactly. So just as Keegan said, we're going to be providing some insightful advice from us and from other sources we have found about, you know, how you want to decide if you want to be an engineer, because that might be a hard and difficult question. Some people may have ideas of like, oh, I definitely want to be this, but you don't always know what it entails. So today we're really going to talk about some of the things that engineering entails, but mostly how to figure out for yourself if you want to be an engineer. And also what kind of engineering is out there and what kind of engineering engineer you want to be, whether it be mechanical, uh, electrical, chemical, ge geological, and all the plenty of other uh, areas of study there are out there. Definitely. And on top of that, I would just like to add that later on in this podcast, we are going to hit some of the more, uh, more of the jobs and disciplines and majors. So for example, maybe we'll have an episode entirely dedicated to mechanical engineering. Um, but there, it's just important to figure out, first of all, if you even want to be an engineer. So with that, we have a couple of things to ask yourself. Yep, a couple of questions out that we have that will help you decide a little bit on, get you thinking about what you want to do when you go into the uh, job field and what you want to do when you extend past your college career. So to get started, our first question is uh, simply ask, what kind of impact do you want to have on the world? Whether it be improving something, working on something, um, creating a better society, better world, better technological world, or whatever have you, for others. So a couple questions you could ask yourself if you're interested in is, uh, do I want to help people stay healthy? Or do I want to make it easier for people to connect? Or do I want to make sure people have enough to eat and drink? Or is it safe enough to eat? Or is it safe enough to drink? Um, other questions might be like, do you want to keep the planet healthy? Do you want to find resources on the planet? Um, there's tons of questions to really ask yourself about what you want to do. And then if you kind of have this feeling that you want to be an engineer, then you can dive in deeper and decide whether like what discipline you can go into. And this involves, you know, asking yourself, what kind of things do you like to do? And this could go from your, your favorite subject in school or what you like to do in your free time, if you're a hands-on kind of a person, if you like inventing and reinventing and uh, making new things or building off something to make it better. Uh, there's plenty of different things that you can look at, whether it be academically or uh, outside of your academic field. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, so Keegan, when you were a senior in high school, a junior in high school, and even maybe even a freshman in college, and you were kind of deciding like, I want to be a mechanical engineer. And you were kind of asking yourself these questions. Like, like what questions were you asking? How were you answering? How were you feeling about this question? Yeah, so I've always, I've always been interested in pretty hands-on work, but overall I was really, I really enjoyed doing math and physics problems and stuff like that. I know it's really hard to, it's hard to comprehend that because 
nobody really likes math, but I, I enjoyed math more than I enjoyed, per se, my English class or something like that. So I really looked into the fact that, okay, what, what can I do that is really hands-on but also involves my enjoyment of math and physics and working out problems in that aspect? And so I was really like, okay, well, I know that engineers, you know, obviously you also have to think about the pay scale that comes with certain jobs. I mean, you want, you want to be able to live comfortably and you want to be able to pay off your student loans if you have any at the end of your college career. So yeah, that's also something to consider. But at the same point, you know, there's plenty of things that I was asking myself. It was, how much money do I want to try to make when I graduate? But also, what do I like doing and what will I have fun in? Because there was once somebody that told me that if you work, but you enjoy your job, your job won't necessarily be work. It'll just be something that you enjoy doing. So I, I just took that into account and that's, that's really what pushed me to go into the major that I went into. However, I know that Becca, you have a different side of, uh, side of the story on that. So how did you end up becoming a geology major? Yeah, so my process is a, a little long. So I'll try to shorten it up as much as possible, but my entire life, I mean, since I was like 11 years old, I wanted to be a doctor. And more specifically, I wanted to be an oncologist. I wanted to help people with cancer. Um, so throughout high school, I took biology classes and I actually hated them. I didn't enjoy them, um, but I still thought I wanted to be a doctor. And I just had this like predisposition in my mind that I was just meant to be an oncologist. And so I pursued that with every ounce of my being. So I actually came to UND uh, as a biology major in the pre-med program. And I took my first biology class and, you know, I still didn't like it. And I realized somewhere in the middle of all of this that I didn't really like uh, working with people's health. I didn't like blood. I didn't like needles. And I was just thinking to myself, like, what, what am I doing? And so I just had this big revelation in my freshman year, the beginning of my freshman year. And I decided that, um, I didn't want to do this, so I just started looking at UND's website of all the different majors they offered, and I was like, you know what, I miss doing math. I didn't even take a math class my first semester, and I was like, I miss, like, math and science, like, science other than biology, but mathematic-based science. And um, so I looked at engineering programs, and I found geological engineering. So I chose geological engineering and did that for a semester, and then I took the first few intro to geology courses and realized, like, I don't necessarily want to be building things, I want to be finding the things. And that led me to find geology, where geologists find the things and geological engineers extract the things that the geologists found. So basically what you're saying is you like rocks. <laughs> I like rocks a lot. I You've been to my apartment, you've seen yes. uh, the rocks. She, has, she, has, she has a poster of, of <laughs> rocks, she has rocks in her apartment, she, she loves rocks, which isn't a bad thing. <laughs> But, you know, that just goes to prove that if you can if you can figure out what you enjoy, even if it's after you get to college, that's what's good for you. That's what that's what you should pursue, because that's what's going to really push you to enjoy your, you know, your classes as well as your job when you eventually get one. So I, th I think that's just something that goes to prove that if if you really start to realize what you want to do and what you'd like to do, that's what's going to push you the furthest into what you should do. So now, I mean, obviously we've talked about geology, a little bit about mechanical engineering. We could probably go a little bit more into that, but we should also discuss the other majors as well, or the other focuses of engineering. 
So we offer a class here at UND, and we've mentioned it before, it's Engineering 100, which is Introduction to Engineering. And each week in that class, they actually go through different, uh, different focuses of engineering. You know, they go through, the first week is like engineering in a general standpoint, and then like mechanical one week, electrical one week, civil one week, uh, chemical one week. And, and so they just go through each week of the semester, focusing on different engineering so that you can really get a good understanding of what each background is on, on the specific focuses and then figure it out from there as well. But if you come in understanding it, it may help you a little bit uh, to either get on track of the four-year plan or to get ahead a little bit as well. So uh, some of the disciplines that we can talk about that you can apply with other majors other than geology and mechanical engineering are uh, for example, in the medicine industry, you could either be a chemical engineer, a biomedical engineer. Uh, can electrical engineers work in? Okay, that's what I thought. So electrical engineers in, in the medicine area. So there's a lot of, like, if you're interested in medicine, this is another thing. I, like, I was interested in medicine, but I wasn't interested in necessarily dealing with the patients. So if I wanted to do that, then I maybe could have became a chemical engineer and worked like in manufacturing uh, different types of pharmaceutical drugs. Um, that's definitely an option you can do if you're interested in medicine and you're interested in engineering. Um, and then there's other disciplines as well that apply to the, to the medicine, but that's just a, a good example um, of that. Yeah, so if we're, if we're going to talk a little bit about what you may look for in different focuses, uh, starting with, I'm going to start with mechanical, obviously, as a biased opinion. Uh, for mechanical, you really work on things that move, things that obviously have mechanisms or mechanics in them. So, you know, specifically, the, what I'm interested in is automotives, whether it be, really? yeah, wh whether it be cars, uh, big, big uh, automotive equipment, uh, ATV vehicles and other things that have engines and or moving parts in them that that you can use on a day on a regular basis So that that's what really interests me. However, as a mechanical engineer, it's a very broad range There's plenty of different actually sub focuses within the mechanical engineering uh, field that you can also look into whether it be aerospace uh, Mechanical engineers actually work in the in the medical field as well And there's plenty of different other things. It's basically if you really want to think of it in a broad standpoint, it's anything that moves. A, mechan like a mechanical engineer at some point had something to do with something that moves. And whether, whether it be not moving very far or moving long distances. Needless to say, uh, mechanical engineering is a broad uh, major to go into and you probably have some pretty good job prospects when you graduate. And, there's, and that's why it's the biggest and most uh, occupied field is just because there's so many jobs that need a mechanical engineer that it, there's always a demand for mechanical engineers. It's never going to be a major that, you know, is only going to have a limited supply or a limited demand of engineers for that field or for that focus. It's always going to have so many opportunities available to you. However, that's not saying that other engineering, uh, engin other engineers or other engineering focuses don't have plenty of opportunities and Becca's laughing at me because I, I uh, can't speak today. I am stuttering, I'm stuttering, <laughs> but I can't speak today. But like I mentioned, uh, that's not to say that other engineering focuses don't have plenty of opportunities as well. So Keegan got me actually thinking about something. We give tours uh, of the College of Engineering and Mines uh, pretty regularly here as a, me and Keegan are ambassadors and you all may know that, but 
Uh, that's part of our job is sometimes we give tours and I was in charge this weekend of giving tours of the geology and geological engineering uh, building. And when I was doing that, I kind of started talking about, I was really talking about geological engineering and the different applications of it. But then when I was talking, I started realizing how connected engineers really are. And I kind of wanted to share this with more, the listeners. Um, so I was explaining the oil and gas industry essentially to these kids. And I was explaining how um, oil can be extracted and how geologists are, uh, and ge geologists and geological engineers are uh, used in that area. But one thing I started talking about was, you know, the first thing that actually needs to happen is, you know, that, well, first of all, the geologist has to find uh, a resource for the oil. So they have to find the oil reservoir, uh, reservoir somewhere. So once the geologist does that, then they realize, all right, we need to get a giant machine, which is a, a drilling rig, uh, out in the field and start extracting oil. And that's kind of where Keegan may come in, you know, a mechanical engineer. And they would build that oil rig and, um, you know, it's a moving part. It's drilling into the earth. And so a mechanical engineer might build that. And then you have the geological engineer. So you have the geologist already who found it, the mechanical engineer who built the thing to take the stuff out. And then the uh, geological engineer who's... Uh, learning how to extract the oil uh, properly and environmentally friendly, as environmentally friendly as possible. Then, after that, the oil is extracted and that's all sent to maybe a petrochemical institution where chemical engineers work. So, or, or a petroleum engineer. Or which, a petroleum engineer, yeah. I mean, chemical engineers and petroleum engineers are pretty, are pretty similar. They just have, petroleum engineers obviously focus on natural gases, whereas chemical engineers can focus on a multitude of things, but yes. What Becca's saying is very true. So, you know, to kind of sum up what she's really getting at is that, and, and we still have this going on even on campus, is that many engineers in, of different focuses work on the same thing. Absolutely. There's, there's electrical engineers, there's mechanical engineers, there's chemical engineers that all work on cars. And there is, there's plenty of other engineers like that, that example that Becca just gave. There was at least four different types of engineers that are before before it even comes out. I mean, <laughs> there's there's probably another electrical engineer that ensures that the computer that monitors the the petroleum after it's brought to the processing plant is done correctly. And so there's, I, I bet you almost every focus of engineering goes into just the example that Becca gave. So, but there's plenty of different applications within each project that's done for different engineers. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So the, the point I wanted to make there was just, you know, it's all connected. Um, so regardless, when you're deciding when you want to be, what, what kind of engineer you want to be, um, there's opportunity for development, especially. Maybe for a few years you want to work in the oil and gas industry and you realize, you know what, maybe I don't want to do this. Um, maybe you're working as a mechanical engineer or a geological engineer, it doesn't matter, but you can decide that, hey, I want to do something else, and there still is opportunities out there for you, um, which is one of the great things about engineering, and that's another reason I chose engineering, is because um, I didn't want to have to be an oncologist for the rest of my life, because it was kind of scary making that decision, like, oh, I have to do this every day for the rest of my life. And um, so I think it, uh, being a geologist kind of gave me that opportunity to switch around maybe what I want to do some, at some point in my life. Yeah, and so, like I said, there's plenty of different engineering types that all focus on the same thing. And so even in, like I mentioned before, on campus we have that with, you know, different organizations are composed of different engineers. There's not just one specific 
uh, or like engineer that's in Society of American Engineers on their Formula One car. There's electrical engineers, there's mechanical engineers, there's chemical engineers, there's, you know, there's even probably civil, civil engineers that focus on the forces on the body of the, of the Formula One car. But, you know, there's also computer science, which is a big thing uh, that we're starting to push, especially now as, as society moves towards a more automotive age or like an automated age, we really start pushing that computer science. And that just got moved to the College of Engineering Minds, I want to say like three years ago, four years ago, maybe five. Um, so now they're, they're trying to focus and work a lot with the, both, actually the electrical engineers is what computer science is working a lot with because they kind of focus on the same thing. But uh, I guess I'm going off on a tangent here. <laughs> but what I guess what I'm trying to get at is that it starts here on campus that it's not just one type of engineer will focus on one thing. There's plenty of work and collaboration done in between the different majors and focuses. So again, kind of just like going back to where we initially started with this and kind of regrouping, um, keep asking yourself those questions of what interests me? So if you're super into computers, then, and you like, you're kind of like sure that you want to do something in computer science, or maybe you're not sure if you should be an electrical engineer, or you're kind of worried about what if I should be a mechanical engineer, you know, if you're passionate about it, um, there's different ways that you can apply what you major in in different jobs. Um, I promise you that computer engineers will get tons of jobs in tons of different ways. Um, same with mechanical engineers, electrical engineers, chemical engineers. Um, we will all have opportunities um, in one way and we will all have opportunities in a different way as well. And so I think that's a great thing uh, about engineering and you know, just keep asking yourself those questions of what am I good at? What interests me? What would I wanna do for the rest of my life? Yeah, and use your resources around you, whether it be Google, looking stuff up. I mean, that's what I did when I was originally looking. I just went a quick Google search, did some, did some research before I, before I really claimed a major. But also, try to find others around you, whether it be an engineering firm, whether you job shadow, or just sit down with somebody and ask them if, if you know that they're an engineer or you, or you know what they're doing um, or what they do for a job, sit down and have a conversation with them. I'm sure they'd be happy to talk to you about it. Uh, or whether it be over the phone or whatever have you, there's plenty of different uh, resources and opportunities out there to grow and learn, um, especially now, since you can go online, open your laptop or your phone and just do a quick search. I mean, it's pretty easy. Absolutely. So I think um, one of the last questions to, to ask yourself, and I think a lot of people ask themselves when they're deciding if they want to be an engineer, is what makes a good engineer? And so um, just kind of like, it, it's hard to say exactly what makes a good engineer because, um, you know, there's lots of different ways to describe them. But I think the best way to describe a good engineer would be a well-rounded engineer. And this means, you know, someone who's not just introverted and is struggles talking with people or is not collaborative with others. This is someone who's, you know, open-minded and is willing to listen to others' ideas and is willing to build off each other's ideas. That's what me and Keegan do with this podcast for, you know, like for instance, you know, this isn't an engineering application, but we're able to build off each other with these ideas of what to make for a podcast. And we build off each other every time we talk uh, in these podcasts, you know? And so that's, that's a big role into making an engineer that I don't think gets enough credit is um, you don't really get to be uh, introverted and standoffish. Um, it's actually a pretty collaborative uh, field to go into. 
So what are some other things you think makes a good engineer, Keegan? You know, for me, it doesn't mean, to be, to be a good engineer, it doesn't mean that you can crunch numbers all day. It doesn't mean that you can, you know, solve a freaking, you have the math table, or the multiplication table memorized. I mean, most, most of us should I by now. I hope you do. Most of us should by now. <laughs> you mean like differential I'm, equations. I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to say like, you, sh you don't have to know calculus three like it's the back of your hand. You don't have to, you don't have to be so fluent in making sure that every single thing is perfect when it comes to math. Just have that hard work ethic to solve those problems. Know the steps that it takes to get there. And if you screw up, make sure that you can go back and figure out where you went wrong and then try to learn from your mistakes. It, it's all about putting that hard work ethic in. It, you know, it doesn't mean you have to be the smartest out there, but it, it, you just have to be you know, willing to really put the effort in to get where you need to be by the time you graduate. And I think that's what you know, really goes unnoticed is when somebody says, oh, be an engineer, you're like, I'm not the top of my class. It doesn't matter if you're the top of your class. What really matters is if you have the drive and the motivation to get where you want to go and just stay motivated throughout the entire thing, you know, just making sure that you can really push and just keep having that motivation all the way through and, and until after you graduate even and into the job field and just keep getting that work ethic because that's what, that's what companies are looking for. They're looking for that strong work ethic, that interpersonal skills that, that you can develop throughout college and like Becca mentioned, building off one another and just being a collaborative individual that is open-minded and willing to understand and work with others. It, honestly, that's, that's my biggest thing is just having that good work ethic. I think one last thing that I would say that makes a, a good engineer is someone who's creative and pretty imaginative because honestly, I, um, I didn't have many classes in high school that really developed my creativity or necessarily my mathematical creativity because this is kind of a, it's interesting how creative math can get, math and physics. Um, and so I didn't really have that opportunity too much. And so when I, when I did come to college and when I did become an engineer and one of the, or the reason like I didn't really want to do geological engineering, I felt was because um, I just didn't have that creativity in the beginning. Um, now I feel like I'm really developing that skill, but I think it's important um, to understand things in a different way. Um, that's really how engineers work is, you know, you kind of have to understand how to make something new out of something old sometimes. And so uh, that's kind of my best advice is definitely the creativity and the um, imagination that go behind engineering. Yeah. And, you know, that, that's the whole thing is we, as engineers, you're trying to progress and improve on what we're given in today's world. You know, there, there's been a constant state of improving and pushing towards a better future, if you want to put it that way, mm -hmm. um, forever. You know, we started we started with nothing, and now we are where we where we are today. And we got to keep pushing, keep working forward, because the world is just going to keep moving, and we we have to figure out how to accommodate towards where we want to get to as a, as a society and as the world keeps moving forward. So, you know, that's that's got really deep but it's it's the truth so on an, on an ending note I think it'd be nice to end on um, what is what's kind of your dream job and why why is it your dream job like what kind of change do you want to make why do you want to be that engineer yeah so I want to be a test engineer because I feel like that's what that's what I'm really passionate about is finding product that somebody has either created or designed or something that's already happened or already been created 
and try to improve on it. Um, work it, use it in its, uh, use it for what it's used for, like use it in the environment that it's meant to be used in. And then if it breaks, figure out why it broke. If it worked really well, figure out why it worked really, really well. And then just continue from there and continue to improve and redesign as, as I, after I test it myself. And that's, that's kind of what I'm passionate about. So basically like research and design, but on a, on a more hands-on aspect, like I mentioned before, I'm a very hands-on person, but, uh, Becca, I'm not going to lie. I don't know what <laughs> geology, like geologists really do. So what do you want to do? I don't blame you. Graduate? I don't really know what I want to do. I do know what I want to do, but I don't know specifically what I want to do, but I'm pretty passionate about water, snow, and ice, and so I'm I'm kind of stuck between um, doing research for the rest of my life in in glaciers and snow, um, probably working at some sort of research institute. I have to go go to graduate school and get either a master's or a PhD even, and uh, really learn a lot about ice and snow and water, and go study glaciers and figure out how. Because uh, glaciers actually hold a lot of information in them, surprisingly. Uh, ice holds a lot. Uh, it says a lot about the last, uh, how long they've been there, what's been going on, because there's so many chemicals in them, basically. Um, so it's either that or I kind of, I'm really passionate about water and I want to make water resources, um, I want to preserve water resources in any, we, in any way we can and make sure they're safe for drinking for using in agriculture, making sure that the water that uh, is used after agriculture is um, safe. I'm really just passionate about uh, the environment and helping whatever we can do um, in those aspects. So, you know, not entirely sure yet, but definitely somewhere with uh, water. Well, I don't have anything else for y'all today. And I don't, I think Becca just wrapped it up pretty well. So thank you for joining us on this week's episode. And we will catch you in the next one.